1: to another monday night master debaters the roundtable of the absent-minded tonight i am joined by my friend ryan dangerous world how's it going buddy what's up i'm excited to be here my my regular co-host i love it wouldn't have it any other way uh, i got jay from the sacred cow how's it going brother doing
2: good bro how
1: you doing good man thanks for coming back I like the Absolutely. winter growth. I appreciate it. I feel naked here. I got the, I got the smallest facial hair in the group. It's like, you know, shortest man in a sword fight here. <laughs> well, I only do it
2: for the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> was it.
1: And my friend from Canada, how's it going, Tyson? Very good, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. Oh dude. Thanks for joining us. And your, your timing is impeccable because, uh, through one of the things that, you know, I I spent over the weekend and I've been paying attention to it for the last month or so was the, you know, the whole trucker thing. And, and as I watched it, my opinion, you know, was like a wave. I, you know, I went from optimistic to really pessimistic about it being a, uh, you know, controlled opposition op. And then, you know, after watching about 20 hours of front line live footage on friday and saturday man i just like it was some of the most emotional shit i've ever went through and i wasn't even there you know it was just watching it and watching these people just stand there and peacefully plead with these you know they weren't even officers man they were stormtroopers you know dressed, dressed in riot gear with fucking weapons in their hands just ready to inflict violence. They were looking for no peace, you know, nothing. And these people had been there for a month, you know, not caused any problems, had been cleaning up the streets, cleaning up the city. The homeless people were saying they've never felt better in that town. They were getting fed by these people. They were giving them shelter in in, in tents, heated tents by the stage they set up. Like, man, this thing was uh. You know, I I really I was wrong because the initial setup of it may have been you know an operation, right? Yeah. But I think yeah. when it comes down to it, the end, this thing, man, this was real. This was a, a legitimate pushback against tyranny. And you know, some people will say, ah, oh, well, nothing was gained from it. But if you if you watch the footage, not what the news showed you, the footage that will come out eventually. As the mainstream of the violence that these cops used on innocent, peaceful protesters, the uh, illegality of the use of these troops, you're going to see, man, that th- these people were on the right side of history.
3: I yeah, agree. Yeah. When, sorry, Go for it. No, I was just going to say I 100% agree. Trudeau is pretty much just crumpling up our Constitution right now and wiping his ass with it. Like, he's brought in martial law. Like, they just did a House of Commons vote on this invoking the emergency act, like making sure it can be withheld right now because he's extending it. And they just passed it tonight. Fuck, dude. I did not think that that was going to pass.
1: Yeah. And they're going after, you know, they froze protesters, bank accounts, you know, that they didn't do anything wrong other than protest. even and the
3: people that donated over like 40 bucks they're going after. Yep. They're freezing their bank accounts. Your name's on the list. They doxed every, like all the donators. Yep. But no, that's totally fine.
1: Yeah. And, and ridiculous. And like uh, I was talking with Tyson beforehand. Cause I, I, you know, I watched tons of this footage cause I was just so, it was heart wrenching to watch this and they were arresting people, right. You know, violently. There was no peaceful arrest. They'd arrest them, beat the crap out of them. Then they were throwing them into paddy wagons. Okay. Now, mind you, these people are dressed for freezing temperatures. They would throw them in the paddy wagon with the heat fully cranked for hours, a mm-hmm. couple hours. One of the girls was fainted, she said, at least four times. And then what they would do is they would fake process them, bring them. Have them fill, you know, fill out some, you know, write down on a sheet of paper, you know, and then put them in another paddy wagon, drive them either 20 minutes outside of town or 20 miles outside of town, and then just drop them off and say, we don't want you back in the city, which is basically Mm. the equivalent of kidnapping, because if you're not going to charge them and press charges and you're just stealing these people and moving them one spot to another,
4: there's nothing legal about that. And it's about getting their information, too, right? I mean, like, yep. that's, the, that's the number one thing. And it's funny. You said one thing earlier, Matt, where you you thought it was a controlled opposition in the beginning. I'm on the same page as you are with that. But if you were to do that same kind of operation in the United States, we would act like total assholes here. But then in Canada, with the nicest fucking people in the world, you try and get some agent provocateurs in there. And they just, like, are fucking nice, dude. You dude, know they what I mean? Threw they threw them reverse out. It. They yeah.
1: called them out. It was it was great. It was a lot like January 6th in that sense, where, you know, you watch the videos and there are people just calling people out They like, listen, man, you're here to stir up shit. Get out. You're not yeah. with well, us. And, you know, like it, exactly. I mean, the perfect examples are there was a guy, one guy with a Nazi flag there who just so happened to be with Trudeau's photographer was right there to take pictures of him. And then the other guy who brought a fucking Confederate flag to Canada yeah Now, come on what sense what There. that means nothing to canada that is just
4: retarded false flag shit you have to be a history major to know the significance of that because canada did back the confederacy when it was going on but no one fucking knows that you know what i mean
1: true but that (laughs) has
4: nothing to do with slavery exactly i'm just saying the average person in the civil war, it? the
1: whole confederacy. I mean, yeah, I know. No, Canada obviously was on the side cause the North tried to invade them.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And then the, and France was going through Mexico and England was back in Canada. It was, it's a weird little deal, but it's just like, it's one of those triggering, uh, liberal, you know, little deals
1: here. You yeah, know, I mean? It was just there to stir up. I think the American people, you know, mm-hmm. to get us all fired up. Oh, the whites look at them. They're all white supremacists, you know, like, yeah, and, and then Trudeau came out and, you know, called them out like that homophobic, all this shit. It was all lies, you know, and that's the part that's the most frustrating is that, y- you know, they can just go out and do this. And what can we do, you know, and that's where, where I'm at with this. Like, I watch these people stand there and, and try and reason with these officers like, hey, man, listen, we're doing this for your kids, too, not just our kids. And we're doing this for our freedom, which includes yours. And, you know, you watch that and you're like, yeah, okay, peaceful protest. But what did they get out of it? Okay, yeah, they may win a little
4: PR. But if Trudeau just keeps doing what he's doing, what was the point of it? Yeah, dude, I got an idea on that. I saw James hopped in a little bit uh, ago. What's up, dude?
0: What's up, guys? Sorry, didn't want to vote in. Just had to fucking leave work a little early, so I'm a little late. No problem, man. But, Thanks for joining. Oh yeah, glad to be on. Fucking um yeah, this uh this freedom convoy is fucking nuts, man. Uh c- can I talk on it a little? Sure. Okay. okay, cool. Um, so one thing I mentioned when I was on, you know, Dangerous World Ryan's podcast. Um, I had considered myself a leftist for years. Um I mean, left as far as you know working class unity, like the billionaires are our enemies, stuff like that, you know, uh, class consciousness, which I mean, the modern left is totally removed from, especially with the pandemic. And I just feel like one thing I've noticed with this freedom convoy is it's just created a complete inversion. So like when you when you look at this, all the people who were saying smash Nazis, a lot of these people, you know, that In my personal life, friends fucking are now now have nothing to say about state violence, police violence against uh, peaceful protesters, not only peaceful protesters, but it's labor organizing. These are fucking like union truckers like this is a working class, peaceful occupation, you know, against (laughs) a mandate of a fucking untested companies aren't liable for big pharma product, you know, like on every level of this, it's like as fascist as you can get. And it's, it's just the the people who consider themselves leftists have nothing to say about it. It's like, you guys have been through this grand ritual, you know, the years, the masking, just fucking lockdowns, all this shit. You, they think that they're a leftist but they're really fucking brown shirts now and it's just uh it, it, it's blown my mind because I have a lot of the you know i I know that these people are good people you know and they they think that they're doing all this for a right reason you know these people who push the vaccine or all this they think they're helping people they've been tricked but I, the programming has gotten so deep they they just can't see it man like and it, it, it's crazy to me I'll try and break all this down it seems really fucking simple to me but it's not it's its like th- this is blatant fucking fascism the, the state is fucking trampling people who are protesting against big pharma you know and untested fucking like just every level of this if this were a few years ago this would be the most obvious fucking thing on earth but just, man, I, I almost wonder if it's, like, something with the frequencies or, like, it's –
3: pe-
0: th- this isn't clicking with people. I, I know some people aren't getting it, you know, in their newsfeed or whatever, but everybody's aware of the convoy now. It's, mm-hmm. it's just I, I really think people are so culturally programmed about this at this point that – fuck, I don't even know, man. James,
1: it, it, I, I think you're <laughs> right, brother. I think part of the problem is – Is that the the left that you were talking about, as soon as they hear Freedom Convoy, they say white white supremacist, that's those righties. And and they won't even pay attention to it. And then you get the people on the right who are who are gung ho for it. And all it does is just add a little more to that divide there. You know, and that's why I thought this was controlled in the beginning, because I thought this was going to be you know, a big show to show how violent the right was. And they were going to, you know, bring in all sorts of agent provocateurs to stir shit up and make it violent because they, you could tell they wanted it to get violent. The, the cops did not the protesters.
3: Hey, hey, Matt, did you guys heard about uh, like at uh, clout's Alberta at the border blockade there that the cops supposedly seized a bunch of guns and body armor. Really? And like, Oh yeah. I knew that.
1: That was probably our yeah. feds trying to get in there.
3: Oh, Supposedly. It, like, the, the body armor was pure military. Yeah. From the pictures I saw. Oh, yeah. There was, oh. like, and then that same block, like, that same blockade, the premier came out saying, like, Kenny there, he came out saying that a cop was assaulted. While that um, Rebel News did some digging. They called the RCMP, and the RCMP is like, no, no, no one, no officer was hurt there.
1: Yeah, like, well, that's like what the whole thing with that lady that got trampled by the horse. They yeah. tried to say, I don't mm-hmm. know if people saw this, but there was a, that a they threw a bike at her. People, oh, and <laughs> all of a sudden, a crowd of mounted police on horses just rushes through the crowd, tramples an elderly woman uh, with her walker, and another, uh, I believe, it was a gentleman, an older gentleman. They just trampled them and went right through. And the cop's excuse was someone threw a bike at a horse and spooked them. No, you assholes. You ran over an old lady with a walker. It's on. If
2: you saw the the setup too, the the police made the uh, they pushed everybody aside so that they could make room for those those mounted police. And then when they came through on the line, they made sure that they did so in a provocative way because they were trying to elicit a response. It was very obviously like, they were trying to make sure that um, that that they could have a reason to just start pushing people around and arresting them. It seems like all this is based on that. They'll push these people, like, uh, they'll, they'll keep pushing them back with the line, and then when one person just won't move, they'll just kind of keep pushing, pushing back, pushing back, blah, 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 and then they fucking take them to the ground and arrest them and things like that, and that forces other people to jump in and try to help them. You know, it's all bullshit, and when you were talking about, like, the guy with the Nazi flag... Uh, it was the exact same setup as I saw the one of these protests going on against the mandates in New York a while back and they had a nurse fucking like come and block traffic with, with one of their signs saying like you're killing grandma and there was a photographer right there and th- this lady that was live streaming on Twitter was pointing it out and saying like this is obviously like a PR stunt right here and the guy went back and was never to be seen again and so it, like it, it kind of, you get to pierce behind the veil and you get to see that that all these things are just they're they're trying to craft this narrative and they're so dedicated to the narrative it's the craziest shit you know what i mean like the the dedication to the narrative is is it's levels beyond what i've seen before i mean i always kind of point to the the iraq war as being you know this kind of fervent idealism that's that's forcing the narrative onward but because of uh, because of independent journalists and things like that, and everybody having a, a fucking cell phone these days, the narrative itself isn't able to be as cohesive as it was in those days. So they're having to like pull these tricks and then making sure that all of the the news organizations are on the same page. And it's it's really like it's so it's so blatant and see through, you know. That it's it's troubling that more people can't see it, but you know the programming is that good.
4: Well, dude, James was saying a bunch of stuff that I that I was thinking of when when, uh, you know, you're talking about these these old school liberals, what we would think of as being old school liberals. I think it really lends credence to the idea of if you go far enough left, you end up being on the right. You know what I mean? Like you're just doing a full circle. You are a boros. Exactly. It's the so same it. deal both ways, dude. So if you're going left, 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 you end up on the right. Yeah, because there's only so far you can go until you're just really hypocritical here right and then to what tyson was saying i mean with the with the the weapons getting confiscated i don't know how much credence you lend to the idea of those being u.n troops that actually were just wearing mounts uniforms because how the fuck are police of the country going to do this stuff to their own citizens right did you hear this theory that oh, there, there were u.n there yeah, were u.n troops there well the, there's the u.n plane too right
1: tyson? Yeah, no they In were both, on the grounds that on the live footage that we that we i was watching Go ahead, Tyson, but I'll, I'll follow up after you.
3: Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, there's two planes on the ground in North Bay, and like they're freshly landed, so there are UN troops there.
4: So that's and, war. That's de- declaration of war. Well, the, yeah, because,
3: Ryan, Ryan when, run, they were,
1: when they were on the front line and, and when they were talking to some of these uh, officers, these guys had no clue what the people were saying, and they were speaking English. And these officers were looking at him like, I I don't know what you're saying. And then there would be one guy in the line that would know. And he might, you know, nod every now and then. Or, you know, a couple of times they'd reach out and shake hands rarely. But most of these guys, they were in there were different uniforms that were going on, too. And one of the things that I heard from uh, one of the guys on the ground, he was saying he was talking with one of the frontline guys. And the guy had a Hamilton patch on his sleeve. But he was from like he said he was he was a a police officer in like
4: Alberta or something. Yeah, dude, uh, that you, you guys in Canada, you're being occupied right now by by other nations. You know what I mean? Like that? That's the isn't that the definition of war when like other other militant forces and other police forces are occupying your area? I mean, that's a fucking problem, dude. You know what I mean? So my question is, you know, with with Biden's state of the union coming up, what is it? March 1st? Um, they're supposedly talking that they're going to do this shit here in D.C. I mean, is this stuff going to happen here? You know what I mean? Because yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to start it Friday, Ryan. Well, there you go, dude. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what that's going to mean for the United States because it's not going to go as nicely as it did in Canada. It's not going to be people feeding homeless. I don't. I don't think. Maybe they'll be inspired by these people in Canada, but I see a lot more. I see it getting violent personally. I hope not, dude. You know, I don't like to speak hyperbolic, but it just it seemed, you know, we pride ourselves in our fucking Second Amendment, which I'm a big proponent of. But, you know, let's see how fucking real that shit. is. Well, and one of the things, one
1: of the things, Ryan, what do you see in the in the headlines a lot lately? False flag ops, right? Coming from the government. The government keeps saying that false flag ops are going to happen. They're saying it's going to happen in Ukraine. Well, usually when they say it's going to happen somewhere, it
4: happens somewhere else. And Tyson's got Ukrainian roots, dude. We got to watch Tyson. He's—he's. He's, uh, we got to make sure that he's safe.
3: <laughs> hey, hey Tyson, aren't you Ukrainian? Yeah, man, half. <laughs> leave yeah. my leave my pierogies alone, okay? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, dude. You know, I think it's fascinating because you see the propaganda that's being pushed. Most of Ukraine is pro Russia. You know what I mean? From what I understand, there's like thirty percent of Ukraine that really doesn't like Russia. From my understanding.
3: I haven't dug into the politics over there, to be honest, to tell you the truth. Okay. But I know, I know Russia's been like pretty much in there th- this whole time, anyway. So yeah. And if you look back to, it, it's probably all tied back to Tartaria, anyway.
4: Mm. Oh, this, but- yeah.
3: This
1: goes back to the old <clears throat> days, and actually, it's funny you say that because I've been reading lately uh, for a show I want to do on the uh, the peasant revolts in Russia back in the 1700s and uh and and the Cossacks basically revolting against the Russian government and and a lot of this happens in that area in the Balkan you know right around Ukraine around the you know the uh all, all the different seas there the Ural the Black the Caspian and it's it's in the Crimea all that area is that Russia has been fighting for that territory forever and and that is old tartar uh, tartarian land that's well, in, what was known as independent tartary
3: well that's what i heard that's kind of from what i've heard on a couple posts is they're going over there to try get some old tartarian like uh technology or information from out of ukraine
4: that's the way that the the middle eastern wars were starting after september 11th right after saudi arabia attacks our plane, supposedly we go over to iraq and afghanistan for whatever reason right i mean like and supposedly it was the museums, fucking uh, ghost from my third eye. He said that that was the first place that they were actually occupying was these like museums and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Didn't yeah. they start shoot? Didn't they start shooting at like after they're there for a bit? Didn't they start shooting at all the uh, old statues and shit like that to deface them,
4: removing culture? And yeah, I mean, it, there's there's something really significant about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and it's sad. You know, there was. There was that new book that came out and, uh, you know, the old uh, this this happened, I think, two or three years ago. But uh, in Washington Park, the George Washington Monument was like they, they threw blood all over it. And that picture was covered up. You know what I mean? And now it's on the cover of some fucking book that Steve Bannon's endorsing. So, you know, that that's on the up and up. You know what I mean? It's It's crazy, dude. You just see all this this stuff where it's like there's there's a big, big thing with culture they're going to start calling martin luther king racist they're going to start saying that everyone that was trying to push for equal rights and and true freedom is the enemy of the state because they can change history very very easily all that it takes is starting with those museums wiping out the people that agree with that old history and then making a new narrative i mean matt and then i know tyson you you do a lot of research on this dude um you know this is It's been done before, right? That's the playbook, Ryan. That's a one-on-one right there. Yep, (laughs) you just outlined
1: how they perform a great reset.
4: Well, and that's what they're saying they're pushing
1: for. So, yeah, no, and we are in the stages. And you think about it, if you if you really look at history, every hundred to hundred fifty years, there's a major reset. Um, it's just the way it goes. Uh, you know, and especially in the more recent history. Um, And, you know, there's been, and we don't know how many there were overall, but if you, you know, we are at the end of, and Ryan, when we did the, uh, that NASA, right, we are entering the bio nano era and Mm -hmm. and the IT era. So we are getting out of the uh, industrial era and
4: we are moving into this new era of technology. Yeah, dude, you know, I don't want to get too far off of what you're talking about, but I'm actually really kind of focused on, and I'm terrified actually of these Olympics going on in Shanghai because of the idea, you know, uh, Xi Jinping is saying that he They're is going done. To be, well, he was saying that he was going to be pissed off with Russia if they were going to attack at any time, because Xi Jinping was saying that this was a whole, that the Olympics, the Olympics there was, it was a, a chance for, China to regain their their stance on the world stage as like this, like they're they're trying to be the leaders of the world from a moral standpoint, which is ironic because of the concentration camps. But after this whole, you know, COVID debacle shit went down, they want to look good and they were going to be really pissed off if there was some sort of negative connotation with these attacks that happened uh, with Russia and Ukraine. Now, as we know, they followed the art of war. And he's saying that this was supposed to be a peaceful world unifying event. And they're talking. There's there's credible research that they've been doing gain of function Ebola over there. And I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything like that. But, oh, you know, not, you're
1: not the first person to push this either. They were saying this is part two. You know, I, I'm with you. I've heard well, that the military games were the first yep.
4: time that this whole fucking thing yep. happened, dude. And then you world, know, the Ebola, world military games, the world military games, which is like the uh, Olympics of the military, essentially. Yep. Right. And then you have the Olympics with Ebola. Ebola supposedly has a, according to new science, what I, you know, deem that as credible as you want, has a 60 day incubation period. It used to be 14 days. Now it's 60 fucking days, two months. So these people can be traveling back around the world, infected with Ebola, infecting other people for a long time. And I was thinking about, and I'll pass it to whoever else after this, but, you know, everyone getting these fake vaccines, right? Right. What if this is actually like an Ebola vaccine, and all the sheep that went and lined up and got vaccines are now vaccinated for Ebola, and all the fucking assholes that think freely like ourselves that didn't get these Ebola vaccines are the ones that are going to die from it? You know I what I mean? I've Ebola thought. yet,
1: and I've made it through a <laughs> few of them, so I'll take my chances.
4: I'm not going to take the fucking shot. I'll tell you that no, right now. I'd no, no, dude. I'd rather die out here. Yeah, dude. I'd rather die as a free human being than a fucking slave sheep. But I'm just saying. I'm it not scared
1: a- of a virus, man. Honestly, like if it's hey, gonna get you, it's gonna is get you. It's different, though, dude. If, you bowl know, is yeah, different. <laughs> it doesn't matter though if it's gonna get. What are you gonna do? Live in a fucking bubble? You know,
4: like no. I'm I- not saying that. I'm not saying anyone should live in a bubble. I'm just saying it's a diabolical plan and it's actually ingenious if they were actually going about it that way. And this is a two-year fucking setup for this Olympics, and then they're gonna infect the world with Ebola. Well, and, and that people. And-
1: yeah, Ryan, that's why they're saying they're lifting all the mask mandates. They're going to relax everything and, and let everybody congregate again and stir it up and then let it go. And I don't know how much yeah, truth no. there is to it, but it's a hell of a plan if they if that's what they're going to do. So I'm saying,
3: well, yeah, And, I'm, and yep. wasn't wasn't Bill Gates just saying another pandemic is coming like right away.
4: Yeah, he was saying smallpox, but I mean, he can't be on every time. You know what I mean? That's a little suspicious. <laughs> he can't be full Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy dude it's just it's it, we're living in fucking crazy times dude and like i said man like i could die right now while we're talking together and i'd be fine dude like oh i don't, I don't, I don't care, care man die.
1: other than my son you can take me you know i don't give a shit you, you know I'm, I'm good i've done enough for now but it's it's one of those where i'd rather i'd rather just be that way than live in fear what's the point of living scared man i watch these people walk around masked up and afraid of other human beings and i'm like how is that
4: pleasant way to live. Well, we talked well, about this. And- it gives those people a purpose. <clears throat> but yeah, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, like, there- I'm
2: sorry, sorry, you're Jay too.
4: Oh sh- <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna
0: fuck. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that totally threw me off. I-, I was just gonna say too man, never underestimate the power that we have in just having faith and just having hope you know, and not letting the fear get to you because this is put out there to make us afraid and to make us feel worthless, even though it is this huge fucking operation that we're facing. I mean, they are afraid of us. They do have to fucking do all these things, you know, behind closed doors. So and and James, that's
1: what Canada proved. Canada proved that they scared the shit out of Trudeau that he had to go to such extreme measures and break laws to hold back his people who were doing what is lawfully their right. That, that showed that he was scared shitless, man. And, and, and that's, that was a chink in the armor, I think.
0: Oh yeah. No, it's uh, for him to go into hiding, do all these media hits saying he had first, he, you know, tested for COVID blah, blah, blah. You know, we have we have strength fucking. I just I always even when I don't believe it, I always tell myself that good will win because what's the fucking point in thinking mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah. you know, like and just catastrophizing all that it does is fucking hurt us and make us feel sad. So, you know, I, I've, I've been through hell and back. I'm not fucking afraid of these
4: people, but it's yeah. good. Dude.
2: <clears throat> I think a lot of it stems from the fear of death right these uh, a lot of the people that are that are so easily swayed by this type of psychological operation are scared to death of death and i don't understand it um i don't know if i've just done enough psychedelics to not be scared of death but (laughs) but death isn't something that i that i truly fear yeah okay yeah i'm scared of getting stabbed to death but um uh, unseen things like it used to be they used to have this script and they've just kind of like ad-libbed on the script everything that they're doing now with the virus they used to do with terrorism it was the same thing same wording same kind of fear tactics same reels that they would play on on the mainstream media and things like that so you used to have to be scared of terrorism like they could just jump out of like they could jump out from (laughs) underneath your bed or some shit and if the virus is the same way that shit could just it could just fucking get you. you gotta wear your mask in your car even though nobody told anybody to wear their mask in their car and people still do it. It's the weirdest fucking thing. And they still do it. It's strange, but um it's well, Jay, this- they're, they're
1: great at creating the invisible enemy,
2: right? Exactly. Climate yeah, yeah. change,
4: terrorism, viruses. Well, the fear yeah. of death is such a good thing to bring up, dude, because they have spent generations building this materialistic atheistic worldview for most liberals you ask a liberal who all in all in all they're the ones that are really wearing the masks you ask these people that are wearing the masks. you got a 70 percent chance that they don't believe in god so they think that when they die that's it you get one go around and that's that yeah time is finite to them that would make things scary right so i
2: mean it,
4: it makes sense but yeah dude jay that's a great point to bring up dude Definitely, and it
2: has to it has to be coupled with uh, it, it, an unquestioning uh, faith and authority. Also, you got to have those two things together. You know, it used to be they used to do these things with the church. You used to have because the church was your intermediary between you and God, especially before the Gutenberg press, uh, before people could read the Bible in their own language. You used to have an interpreter and things like that. And um, you know, who is this guy that was just on Rogan's podcast? This um. A climatologist guy no no but um after him more recent um this guy he was a he was like a reformed um muslim not extremist but he was uh he worked for this organization that um was trying to overturn governments in a peaceful way whatever uh, isis no 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 <laughs> it, was, it was actually before 9-11 it was a long time ago he was a part of this organization it was really young too Mm. but um he went into this whole thing about um psychological operations he started bringing up the world economic forum digital currencies all the programmable currencies he went into the whole shebang on um on rogan's podcast and uh, i was actually kind of surprised to see it and um i forget the original reason i brought this up but um
1: terrorism fear of death yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the, the, that's what he was talking about is that like back during that Bush administration, like there was fucking there was an unquestioning belief in authority. Everybody just like trusted that these terrorists were going to kill us all. And the only people that could save us was the government, you know, and uh, it's we're seeing the same thing with health experts and the WHO, CDC, things like that. It's like, why do these people deserve our attention and trust and all that stuff? Like they're some kind of father figure. Why, when they let us down time after time after time, you can you, the sheet of failures is miles long. And, um, yeah, that was that, that was just my point, though, is that that fear of death has to be coupled with an unquestioning faith and authority, you know,
4: because they keep you from death. The authority keeps yeah. you living as long as possible, and your safety blanket. And I think it was on this show on, on Monday Night Masturbators, Matt, that we talked about the episodes that were deleted from Rogan were most likely episodes that they wanted us to probably search out more. And dude, I looked into it. It fucking is. It's mostly, it's a lot of controversial comedians, a lot of liberals, a lot of ideas where it's like, why would they take that episode down? You know what I mean? Because when you cancel something, it drives more attention to it. And that's what we're seeing, dude. There's, I mean, some of the most crazy freaking episodes are still up, but it's like some of the weirder ones where it's like, okay. I mean, the Sanjay Gupta one I think is still up yep you know it's it's just episodes where it's like you know actually like there was some psychedelic episodes that were taken down um which i am on shrooms again right now as we speak microdosing <laughs> um so you know it's just it's weird dude it's a it's a very very interesting uh we live in fucking weird times i'll say that all day
2: how how yeah. that, uh, that fucking happened, right i took a cap and a stem before i uh before we started
4: yeah dude, i just took like i have been microdosing dude i took some yesterday I've, I've some a friend of ours sent us a little bit in the mail um and it's for me dude it makes me drink less i still drink but i dude i've been so fucking understanding i think i feel like and i don't really feel different i don't i don't like feel loopy or anything but um Man, it's fucking incredible just the way like I'm so much more chill. I feel like instead of getting pissed off when something doesn't go my way, I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? You know what I mean? And it's like if everyone was taking that shit, just microdosing. I'm not saying take a fucking eighth every day. Just take like a half of a, uh, a stem, a tiny bit. You know what I mean? And just like go throughout the day, whether it's mixed in food, whether it's a vitamin, whether it's whatever. Uh, To me, dude, over just, I'm not taking them every day, but just, you know, taking them two, three times a week, it's made a big difference. And it's only been like two weeks, dude. It's crazy.
2: For Sure, man. I'm I'm one of the biggest, uh, I'm I'm huge on lion's mane mycelium. I absolutely love that shit to death. It really does. uh, It takes a couple of weeks to kind of really start working the way it's supposed to. But when it does, you're just like, oh, this is how my brain is always supposed to work. You know what I mean it's uh, you start seeing the the connections between disparate things and uh the creativity levels are higher your, your brain just like it's always on you, know? you
4: talking capsules or are you talking like the actual mushroom because they do sell them at whole foods i just don't know how good the the ones at whole foods are i've eaten a few of them but i don't know a big difference um, from-
2: no like yeah the capsules um okay. uh, host defense has a has like that's the gold standard but there are other um companies that make it a little bit cheaper because they're kind of expensive but
4: dude um, yeah you gotta... the fucking mushrooms themselves are insanely expensive it's like fucking eight dollars for three mushrooms at whole foods you know what i mean
2: well once you put the preservatives in them you destroy the product so it has a <laughs> short shelf life you know there's there's a lot of like being able to get the it's it's almost like uh what was it elon Musk had said it's like we don't have a food problem we have a transportation problem distribution a problem yeah. a distribution problem yeah and um, it's a, it, that's the same with uh, perishable foods. If you want high quality foods, the reason you're paying so much, the reason you're paying to not have stuff in foods, which it seems like it should go the other way, that it should get cheaper it's because it takes, um, it, it's more effort to transport them because you're not using preservatives. You know? Yeah.
1: And that's why it's your best bet to try and find that stuff locally, because then you won't have all the shipping costs added in and, and all that, you know, mm-hmm. so, and you're helping, the local place and you know where it's coming from
2: yeah, yeah and not everybody's as lucky to live in massachusetts like we are matt yeah
4: true uh. <laughs> well dude we i mean we clearly don't have a food problem it, you know it's actually it's fucking sad to when you see how much food grocery stores throw away i mean I, i'm in grocery stores all day restaurants are the same ryan exact yeah dude and and it's insane man if a cooler goes down or a freezer fucking i mean no questions it asked. seems like tons yeah it seems like tons of food if it drops below a certain temperature according to the fda they have to throw it out they can't and even you give figure the they give it to
1: like a homeless shelter or something but they can't at a certain point a lot well, of them, like, you the bakery could goes. but these stupid laws you know it's not like yeah. the food goes bad instantly like you could say okay we're getting there we're not going to save it let's get it out of here and get it to the shelter but they're like nah we'll just throw
0: it out yeah i I've worked at uh, places where like part of how they would train you is to pour bleach over the food. Like when I worked at King Supers years ago, that's Kroger um, in the deli, you had to pour bleach on the stuff you'd throw away because they didn't want you getting it without paying it. Uh,
3: Which is people dumpster
4: diving, right? Yep. Mind, mind. Yeah. So that's just, yeah, man. Damn. What do you got,
0: Tyson?
3: Pardon? I thought you were gonna say something. Oh no, I was just like blown away by the bleach part. That's an, I've never heard that before. Are you familiar
4: with the, the laws with like like your, your version of FDA in there in Canada? Is it is it super similar with a lot of food waste up there?
3: I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know there is a lot of waste,
4: yeah it's something about the west i think dude
3: well and
1: that's the other thing too like i laugh at you know you look at some of the expiration dates on some of this stuff and it's comical cuz you know a it's either years out which means goddamn <laughs> there's a lot of preservatives in this <laughs> or you know it and then you go past that date and the shit's still good you know like that i i moved um in 2020 and we were clean i was cleaning out the pantry and finding shit from like 2015 i'd open it up and it was fine like no smell bad nothing i'm like that's some crazy shit right there it's a fun little gamble
3: yeah why not
1: take a chance live a little (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. (laughs) well and on the other end of this like okay so my dad's buddy's a beef farmer right so we buy beef off him so the one night i i usually cook two pounds so i make lunch and supper and food for my dog. So anyway, I had a pound of that beef from my dad's buddy and a pound of beef from the store. Well, you sit them beside each other. The stuff from the store is almost white. Like it's a pink and the stuff from my dad's buddy is like a deep, deep purple. Even the same with, even the same with eggs. You get eggs off a farm. The yolks are almost orange.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like that gold.
3: Yeah. 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 And this ones from the store are barely yellow. Like,
1: well, did you know that they they put stuff in the meat to make it keep that color a little bit longer in the store? Yeah, so one, one of the preservatives is, yeah, is that like pinkish color. And well, that's why they call it I red meat. right? Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, the burger that I've been cooking lately, and I don't always get it from a store. I try and go to the butcher when I can, but... Like at the local grocery or the, you know, the chain grocery store, it smells something fierce when you grill it up. Like bad? But yeah, like a like a bittery, almost rancid smell to it. Like it's it's got a I don't know. And it's been that way for like the last six
4: months or so. I noticed it. Oh, dude, I wonder if they're fucking with the food big time then. That's creepy. I don't know,
1: because it just smells different. Like, I, I've been cooking burger for years, man, and I've never
4: smelled anything like this. It's like a like a bitter smell. Mm. I did notice that with some chicken legs I was cooking today in the oven. They smelled like shit. Yeah. And they were
0: bad. It wouldn't surprise me if, uh, you know, this nanotechnology is being dispersed in any avenue they can, you know? I mean, People get sick after heavy spray days. I'm sure it's coming from the air. And then why not in these huge corporate farms and chain grocery stores, just be injecting the vaccine in these animals, you know, I mean, that's just an idea,
2: but I don't see why they wouldn't do that. No. Yeah. There are articles where they were, that they've been talking about uh, giving vaccines through GMO products, be that, you know, agriculture, or husbandry. So that it is a thing. Your your gut is right on that one.
4: Mm. That's gross, dude. It's so nasty to think about just eating a <laughs> vaccinated animal.
2: I well, hey by any means it. necessary.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the just the fact of the shit they can do. Cause I was I was doing a podcast earlier today um with a guy in Texas, and he was talking about how there's three um cloud seeding centers in Texas alone. And it was he's like you know and people think they don't modify the weather and he goes if they're doing that to the weather up there think about what they're doing to the ground down here in in conjunction with what they're doing above and then we're eating all this stuff and it's like it doesn't matter even if you go to the healthiest of places to eat you're still getting it in your food in one way or another you know because everything you know that falls from the sky it doesn't matter where it's going to fall eventually and get in the ground and uh so it's just one of those that it's very troubling no matter how hard you try you're still ingesting this shit on a daily basis
3: well right, speaking now on sorry go ahead Tyson. go for it dude oh i was just gonna say like speaking on the climate change and spraying and like they've been spraying like nuts up here so then okay give this weekend for a chance the weather's been so wild friday it was a blizzard, like snow, 70 kilometer an hour winds. Like, you couldn't see anything, do anything. And minus about 20, 25 plus wind chill. Okay, Saturday it was minus one and breathing, raining. Yeah. And raining. Okay, Sunday it cooled off to about minus 20. Tonight is supposed to be minus 43.
4: Do you think so, that has anything what? to do with the fucking uh, protests? Uh, yeah (laughs) i was gonna say
1: that too because ryan remember i was just busting balls but when the trucker thing first started in february uh or end of january right i was saying i I sent you guys a a thing about a, a blizzard that was coming to new england and it was coming and it was it was tracking right to ottawa I mean, it was going right on course to it and it ended up dying just beforehand. I think it lost steam in like New York or something like that and never crossed into Canada. And then yesterday or this weekend, like Tyson's saying, there was a storm that stretched from basically Chicago to the Atlantic Ocean that was traveling right on course, right along parallel with Ottawa. And it's it's like that was for the beginning of it and for the end of it.
4: Yeah, dude, it's it's about to get real cold here. Like we, you know, I'm in Arizona, so it's very, very warm here. You know, even our you guys would laugh when I tell you that it's cold outside. You'd be like you fucking pussy. You know what I mean? It's it's like our our cold here is like 34 degrees. You know what I mean? Um, but it's I mean it's getting down to that. Like and and usually we're starting to warm up, and this is what you know. I, I was kind of thinking is like the the poles are kind of shifting a little bit to where. Our cold months here are going to be a little later in the year versus or earlier in the year. I'm sorry. And our warm months are going to be later in the year. So, like, I mean, our Christmas dude here, it was like 80 degrees. And usually, I mean, it'll be actually kind of cold here. Like, it'll be 30 usually as a child. Like, it would be 30 something degrees. And now it's like 80 degrees, but it's cold as fuck right now in the spring. You know, it's about to be spring. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see the, uh, the little shifts in weather. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, up here in New England, it's crazy. Like, it was freezing. Then we get rain. Then we get, uh, like, today it was in the 50s. It was beautiful out. And then they're saying we're going to get a big snowstorm on Friday. It's supposed to drop down in the 30s again. It's like, I, and I was talking about the same kid. I was talking about weather mod, modification about. I us talk about even the weather in general. It has changed so much, especially up here in the Northeast, because the four seasons used to be a lot more, set like you were saying Ryan it was you know you knew from you know these 3 to 4 months you were getting this these 3 to 4 months you were getting this now we can get fall up until december and into december and that never happened before and when we do get snow some of the times the snow isn't even the same texture as the snow it used to be like i was telling him how we had a storm here a couple weeks ago and this snow, like, was a weird, weird, it was that, that uh, end of January storm. Um, we were supposed to get, like, 15 inches, and we ended up getting, like, a dusting. And you guys got pounded out your way, Jay. But out here, we got this weird snow, and the next, by the next day, it had turned everything to ice. Like, normally, it goes from, like, snow it melts a little bit. It gets crunchy. And then a couple days later after melting, it goes to ice. This shit went to ice overnight. And I've never seen that before with snow.
2: Yeah, it was. They they had like such a, a swing in temperatures, uh, like following the storm. Like I, I was doing snow removal. I was out there for, uh, you know, like 30 hours. Um, and yeah, we got pounded. We got like two feet. And then the the next day, it all froze. So, like, we had to come back in again to salt everything. And the craziest thing is that, you know, we're having all these conversations about climate change, all this stuff. Even uh, Joe Rogan just did his back-to-backer, you know, with the the guy that was a proponent for and against climate change or whatever. And you got five hours of conversation between the two of them and not one mention of – climate modification, weather modification, all that stuff, nothing about chemtrails, nothing. It's not even like spoken of, but you can go fucking look at the documents. I think, I think Matt Landman did the best job in compiling all the evidence for it being widespread. You could just fucking, uh, you could Wikipedia operation Popeye, you know what I mean? That was in, uh, in the Vietnam war where they were trying to seed the clouds to inundate the Ho Chi Minh trail so that they could make it muddy and impassable. And just to extend the monsoon season. And there's this clear, you know, paper trail of weather modification, and it's not even a part of the conversation. And uh, we see it here in Massachusetts, because like, this is a perfect spot for it. And where I work, I work right next to Hanscom, where they fly the private jets in and out of all day, all that shit. So like, it's, it's one of those centralized, I mean, there's a ton of military Air Force bases, you know, all up and down the coast, but you know, I, I get to see it because of in close proximity to it. But it's like uh, the the fact that it's not even a part of the conversation. It's not even like a side thought or anything like it's that. It's not acknowledged. It's crazy. Jay. Yeah, they it's don't even acknowledge it. Yeah. But it's like I, I can you want the documentation? I can get it for you right now. It's a Google search away, you know, and well, yeah. you know, whether whether that be in the United States or the EU or the fucking the 50 the year history of it. You know, yeah. Hand him a
1: copy of Franken Skies,
4: <laughs> dude. You Were guys they, are in a really interesting area up there too. In the in the um, you know, like in New England, it's a it's a fascinating spot with this testing because it's all over the country, but it seems like it kind of started out there. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of bases it's in Fort Detrick in in uh, Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. Where's that at? Dietrich?
2: Detrick uh, no, in Maryland. Detrick. It's in Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You're, you're, no, you're thinking to of
4: to Devons, okay? So yeah, I mean, you just get several bases in a very confined area in the in New England, and Lyme disease is one of these main causes for a lot of fucking problems with a lot of people. And they say that they seeded those, um, you know, tick-borne illnesses come from chemtrails and things like that. So, dude, it's weird, man. It's a, it's there's no real disputing it. It's just like how far does it go? You know, there's there's clearly yeah. been a, a history of not just weather manipulation, but chemical warfare. And who's to say that if they're not going to do like, you know, the Patriot Act and they're not going to like turn their cameras on from outside facing in and they're not going to start spying on domestic terrorists, quote unquote, then, you know, they're going to fucking start attacking the domestic terrorists the same way that they would attack these, these, you know, overseas adversaries too. It's just, it's crazy, dude.
2: Did you see the DHS memo? Which one from, from February 7th. It was basically they're they're expanding the definition of uh of domestic terrorists yes. to include people that, that spread online no dismiss-
1: no no dismiss and Mal mal-information. malinformation that's the yeah. one that's scare the fuck out of people because malinformation is totally up for interpretation. Yeah. yeah more so than even disinformation. Malinformation, you don't it's basically you can think
4: wrong and, and you're gone. Well, they're starting to do that, too. By I'm actually working on an episode that I was trying to put out today uh, talking about, like, some of the weirder shit that Biden's been up to and his family history and all that stuff. And they are uh, really attacking thought crime. You know what I mean? They're not attacking real crime, a real crime. Bring that shit on all day. You know, you want to go fucking shoot people in Chicago. You want to rape in New York. You want to do whatever in any big city. Go for it. But if you think the wrong fucking way. Dude, get that shit out of here. You know well, yeah, I mean? they want to send
1: parent. They want to send police to, to PTA meetings for parents that are speaking up for their kids rights. But yeah, you can go around and rape and murder and rob. We'll we'll just give you a slap on the wrist.
4: That just means that that's just the income inequality. If you're raping someone, that means that you were hungry. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's disadvantage. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Well, I, I posted on, on my
1: Instagram stories, these fucking idiots at the end of my street standing outside a bunch of six year old white people with, I can't breathe black lives matter signs. And, you know, racism only benefits the white race signs. And I'm like, you fucking people, man, you are the problem because they just sit out there and I know they don't have one single black friend. They, they don't even come across black people. They're, they're few and far between up here. um, At least where I am. And it's just, it's like, guys, how long can you gaslight before eventually it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know.
0: It, they're just go. trying to pretend that fucking it, it's like they're so insecure about how racist they are. And the <laughs> fact that they've never yeah. even been around a black person like it's like, dude, I I, I live in a predominantly, you know, brown neighborhood. But like, <laughs>
1: Dude, they treat you're him like James
0: see Cops around? James, like, they
1: treat him like an endangered species. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's that's how I see it. When I think about this, that's how I see these crazy white people see black lives, you know. The black people, it's like just, just leave them alone. Yeah, just we need to support them and build them up because they're helpless on their own, you know. Like you fucking idiots, you don't understand. They're oh it just this gets you me know? so heated because I have to stare at them and watch them just make total asses out of themselves they did this during the mask mandates they do anything that cnn is pushing they'll have a sign on the street corner
2: yeah and the places where you actually you get you start to see black lives matter signs on the lawns is in the richest places like around you know bedford and they're fat white chicks it's always the neighborhood
0: it's it's always the neighborhoods that have been fucking gentrified. It's like black people used to live here; their lives matter, but we kicked them out. You know, yeah, now not, nah, not enough up. to stay with us, but they
4: can stay it's over there.
2: A, well, and is, Matt, I've, crazy... I've
4: said I've said a few times, dude, that no one likes skinny black dudes more than fat white chicks. I've said oh, that several yeah. times. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. <Back laughs> so they're gonna
2: stand up for them. Fucking well, truth, yeah, and uh, you know it's it, to just like open up the hypocrisy and stare at it blatantly the city of boston in this area called west roxbury they painted you know black lives matter on the street in this one spot but if you drive over that street it's a million bumps it's like if you were to drive over to 25 miles an hour it's (laughs) the whole way through it i'm like why didn't you just fix the street for them like if this is your thing you're just going to paint right over it and secondly someone had to paint over it over the bumps and cracks and shit, it's the craziest fucking thing. I want to see him you put know, Black
1: they, Lives Matter on the street in Southie.
2: <laughs> well, well dude, no, because Southie say- Southie is white college girls now. That's a whole different ball game. Oh,
1: dude, place. it's it. That's what I'm saying. It is a weird place now.
2: Dude, yeah, those- it's, just a, it's it's just a a, a a campus. It's college campus now.
4: The the people Matt that you're referring to, like these old folks, these old white people that are are uh, you know s- acting like they're not racist with all this shit, they're probably really scared of COVID too. Ask them if they'd rather get COVID or walk around in like Newark, New Jersey from one a.m. to five a.m. You know, ask them which they'd prefer to do, which they'd feel safer doing. You know, catch COVID or walk around in this black neighborhood. You know what I mean, like dude. Well, my- my new thing is asking
1: people, hey, you know, or telling people like, because the mask mandates are gone here now, finally. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, the people still wearing them. A the lady was like, where's your mask? I'm like, there's no masks. I never wore one to begin with. I'm like, you got a better sh- chance of shooting COVID with a pistol than you do with stopping it with that mask.
4: Mm, that's and good. She just yeah. looked at me like with this stare and just uh, and walked away. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's better and probably less offensive than what I said. But I, it's just probably I, you know, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta push these people to the fucking limits and see what they'll actually do. Especially when they they come up to you. I will never go and engage someone with a
1: mask. I will only respond when engaged because I don't give a shit. If you want to do it, fine, but don't come up to me and be like, "Hey, you know, where's yours? Why aren't you part of us? You're not on our team." Nope, can't you tell? My government is the virus shirt from hey. Dangerous World Podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. I saw that picture that you posted too. It was sexy. Oh, dude, I wear that shirt all the time. The people hate it there. It's great, well, dude. You are in a very liberal area. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, it's, and uh, it's college haven around
4: this area too. So they, yeah, they're all drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I, you know, I feel bad for the later generations as far as like the division and you know the the blind trust and authority. I don't think that it's going to get much better unless someone really makes it happen. You know what I mean? Like someone has to come in. With, just you, you just overwhelming. You just came out with a fairy tale.
1: There is no someone that can save this. I understand that. It but has I'm to be saying, a lot of people.
4: Yeah, I'm saying that. But but someone does have to lead with the way the system that we have. Someone does have to lead. From outside the system, though, the problem is everyone that
1: leads us is from inside the system. They're already a a pawn in the game. We need to find
4: someone that's not. And good luck doing that. Well, I'm really interested to see what happens with the Trump family. Honestly, you know, I'm not. You you know how critical I am of them. But uh, damn, was it fucking better than what was going on? Yeah, he left in a shitty way and he left us off in this whole thing. Um, But I think it'll be interesting to see if they come back. I heard a really interesting conversation with Eric Trump and a podcast that I listened to called drinking bros. And um, either that guy's a great actor, which is very, very feasible. I can understand. Yeah. Maybe Eric Trump, the, the, you know, less accomplished of the Trump men, um, less borderline down syndrome. Yeah. But I mean, the way he was speaking was very, very convincing and it was very interesting and I don't get fooled often, And I'm not saying I'm hundred percent on board with what he was saying, Um, he's predicting 10% inflation, um, you know, all kinds of, of really negative things. And, and he's saying the right things, dude, and you won't see Hunter Biden, or you won't see Ashley Biden, or you won't see any of the Bidens getting on these podcasts, you know, the Trump's will do it. And maybe that says something, maybe they're just willing to do it a different way. But like, dude, like, like you have, uh, any one of us here has a better chance of getting Donald Trump himself on than fucking Hunter or Ashley Biden. No one's fucking heard of Ashley Biden. She's going she's gonna to come on your podcast way after Donald Trump would ever come on any of our podcasts. And that's a fact. And it's very interesting. So I don't know, dude. It's just there's something something up with
2: that whole thing. I'd like to see DeSantis run. That'd be my shit. He's got some shady shit, too, he's though. He's very you know?
1: Israeli heavy. That's your only... You got to watch out for that. He's very Zionist. And military industrial in complex. Days. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, that's he's true. a SEAL, right? He's next seal yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Military guy. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, obvi- <laughs> you know, and it's funny because you, it, we have to be so critical of these guys, you know, and really dive into them because of the power that they have. But then people are like, oh, you're so negative. You're... Yeah, but listen... I'm trying to look out for you too, because I got to know what this guy's about because like everybody else, it's theater, you know, they tell you what you want to hear. And the only way you know, these guys and what they're doing is by following their actual work and their policies, not by what they tell in interviews. And cause that's all, that's all the fluff. You got to see what their substance is. and his, it's okay. You know, he's, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm always hesitant when they're tied in, like Ryan said, with the industrial complex and
4: Zionism. Yeah, For these sure. people tell you whatever they need to tell you, because their their names are forever stamped in history after they get into the White House. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. history resets or whatever, which it very well might. Um, but we still know about like old Roman emperors. I feel like we're living in modern day Rome. You know, even if the United States falls at some point, people will still probably you know, cite back to these old leaders and stuff. So they're getting their names in the history books. So yeah, you'll probably lie too. You know what I mean? Like anyone would fucking lie. And that's why it's a scary
1: position. Well, the problem is
4: now, Ryan, their
1: lies are recorded and ingrained in history, you know, whereas before they could, they could lie about shit and get away with it. Now, like we said before, everybody's got a camera and every move is recorded for the most part. And you get a lot of info on these people and find out who they really are nowadays. Yeah, dude.
3: That's the um, craziest
2: shit. No, go ahead, go for it, dude.
3: Oh no, you go because I it might change the subject a bit. So you go.
2: No, I was just riffing on that. Like the craziest shit I I saw was Hillary Clinton lying about when she went to Bosnia and was getting snipered at. You know, from and they had to get down (laughs) on their hands and knees on the tarmac, and you just pull up a video on YouTube. It's like, why even bother trying to lie? Everything is fucking recorded. It's crazy as shit. Wow. Psychopathic.
3: Well, you guys saw that uh, video of the MP asking about Klaus Schwab and infiltrating the Canadian government with all the World Economic Forum young leaders. Oh,
1: yeah, dude. And the dude in the wig uh, just shit his pants. He just sat there like, uh.
2: We we
3: lost his audio. We lost his audio. (laughs) (laughs) How convenient. Just, just like the just like the security cameras were off on that fucking other pedophile guy, uh, Epstein's buddy there.
1: Yeah. Well, he- how crazy is it that, you know, the, and, and and it's funny because my normie friend sent me a, a little meme about that guy killing himself in jail. And then the next one, the next thing they sent was, oh, did you hear the queen has COVID? I'm like, you realize you just fell for both of the distractions that they want you to pay attention to. While people are getting their asses kicked in Canada and they're getting burned with lasers down in Australia. It's like, and Prince Andrew just got busted and, and had, and now the the queen's got to fork out money for, you know, diddling kids 16 mil. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you know, but that's the thing people then go instead of paying attention to that, that's gone. Now, you know, that got away and, and that should have been huge news worldwide that has been out there for days instead it was a mention, and then the Queen gets COVID, overrides all that shit. That's how brainwashed well, we are.
3: Well, just look, they doxed all the contribu- contributors of the convoy, right? Yep. So that got out within a day. How the hell can't they get out a list of fucking Ghislaine and Epstein's fucking uh, clients?
1: Oh, yeah, they froze the bank accounts of these these guys real quick, too. But they can't do it to these millionaires? exactly you know that are diddling kids trafficking kids man it's just it's it's like we were saying before it's the upside down world you know like the shit that like should be thought of as as evil you know like they're trying to they're trying to rationalize pedophilia now like as a disease or 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 something like that when in reality there's no 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 we're we should that, that doesn't even deserve we got to call it what it is it's child rape you know, like that should be the name of it. It should be no pedophilia. It's child rape. You know, that's all it is. But that's, you know, that's being normalized and the shit they're doing with kids in school, you know, like got kids marching around, kindergartners marching around with BLM signs, you know, just shit that like, it's so weird. And, and it's like, there's a glitch in the matrix, man. And we got to fix the program because shit's out of whack, like
3: seriously. Well, even, like, up here, like, I'm in rural, rural Manitoba, okay? And I just heard, okay, like, I'm all for whatever you want to do. Like, it's your body. You do you, do whatever. But, okay, in my nephew's class, a kid just came out as trans. That's grade seven. And then there's a couple girls that are bi or lesbian already. So it's, like, all this media hype of all this is can't be like that euphoria or whatever show that like that cannot be good for the youth coming up today like it's going to skew their minds so bad because i know like even when i was growing up rap music glorified coke dealing like you know gun violence all that shit so now it's all this sex drugs whatever do whatever you want like the uh, alice crawley way of life pretty much right
2: yeah you see that yeah, video of crazy.
3: crazy bones no. oh yeah phone.
2: crazy no crazy bones from uh bone thugs and harmony yeah he he described how him and the band were brought to a meeting yeah where they were yeah they were told by basically these record executives like we'll give you all this money All you have to do is like push gangster rap, push, you know, we all own private prisons. We're trying to fill them. And a couple other people at the meeting like bounced after they, you know, heard just how fucking ridiculous and terrible this idea was. But, you know, it's how a lot of people become millionaires in that, in that world.
4: I wonder how real that is though, with them, with them specifically, because um, like their, their music is sometimes about like hustling and, you know, shit like that. It's not, It's not literally about killing people, but I mean, you know, like uh, what's that one? Uh, That fucking one. I, I can't even think of the name, but yeah, he's talking about like, you know, me as a hustler, you know what I mean? Like the dudes, like they, they're talking about that same kind of shit. So I don't know, man. It's uh, Tyson. You brought up some really interesting dude, like with the, with the gangster culture and shit, like, dude, there was a bunch of fucking white kids running around my high school. Going like G G you know what I mean? It's so goofy <laughs> to think back on, and like white kids using the N word and like all kinds of shit at my high school. Dude, you miss the crisscross days of white kids wearing their shit
1: backwards, like jeans. These oh yeah, ass fucking jeans, man. Wearing them backwards, the ass hanging out, and I'm living in the farm country in Connecticut, and these kids are are whiter than white bread and they think they are hardcore it was such a program they threw out there with that gangster
4: rap shit it caught on all over yeah well it was catchy shit dude you know what i mean like the the rock music had been around for so long and i think when was rap really born in the 70s really um was when it was born in new york right so i mean that was a new genre of music that came out and so it it had to catch on it was bound to you know what i mean a new true art form and then you see the evolution of how rap was or how hip-hop was whatever you want to call it well it It was like now it's hip-hop you know for the most part well hip-hop was a culture there was people beatboxing there was break dancing there was you know you'd come with a full crew And there'd be a couple MCs or maybe one MC. There'd be a DJ. There'd be break dancers, backup dancers, beatboxers. And it was like a whole thing. And now it's literally when you go to a modern day rap concert or hip hop concert, it's literally the fucking song is played really loud. And the person that you came and you spent money to go see just kind of sings when they want. But even if they're not singing, their shit is played in the background with the hip hop artists, right? Now, like the shit that like what James is doing with with your band, dude, like you guys are actually playing real music. You guys are, are you guys don't have shit going in the background. You guys are actually playing music. And I think that it's just something that a lot of people, for some reason, don't recognize the the true talent with that kind of shit, dude. And it's it's weird.
0: It. I feel like it's really an element of uh, transhumanism, you know, like. Just because entertainment, I mean, we, we recognize how much movies and stuff can program us. But, yeah, I, I mean, we really, like, take a minute to just appreciate how much rap, period, has kind of changed our culture, you know? Yeah. And just the effect of, like, auto-tune and slowly to the point where people will pay $200 to go see one of these artists and fucking it's basically them doing karaoke over their own song and not have a problem Mm -hmm. with it. Like um, so many fucking things have been ushered into our uh, culture through, through that. I feel like uh, one thing, I I don't know how true this is, but I've heard that fucking chief Keef like got money from Lockheed Martin or something like that, which uh, one of those fucking uh, fucking military. Yeah. Which makes total sense, you know, because it's like, fucking drill is n- next level. It, it, it's almost like a death cult, like these trap artists and stuff. Cause these gangs, it's, it's not even to the point where they're really even making money. Like they're all like all these songs about who they smoked and they just murder each other. Like all these new drill artists, it, it, it doesn't even make sense. Like gangs used to fucking murder if it was, you know, revenge or, you know, some sort of financial reason. And now it's like, wow, you know, it's just kind of astonishing how it's almost like ISIS. Like these neighbors have just been turned in neighborhoods have just been turned into third world fucking war zones with this stuff, you know? And, and then you have, you know, these white kids who idolize it and get hooked on Xanax and fentanyl and shit, because it's all about lean. Like it's, I, I don't know the amount of brainwashing, that we're subjected to is just kind of unreal.
4: Well, kind of well, yeah. back to what you were saying earlier, dude, I think it's going to go so far around that it'll come back to the real art very soon. I think it has to dude, because we can't get more fucking weird than we are right now. We just can't.
1: Yeah. If you think, if, if, if the billboards is the best we have to offer for music, we're done, you know, like, I mean, that's trash nowadays.
4: Yeah, dude. People are going to realize that. I yeah. Think. My sister but, is 17 or she's 18 now. She, they're starting to realize that. But yeah, a you're lot start, of them I was going to
1: say, you're starting to see that with the teenagers. They don't listen to the mainstream shit anymore. A lot of them listen to like off label stuff now, which is cool because that mainstream stuff, man, there's one purpose to it and it's mind control and that's it.
2: Yeah, music yeah. has definitely been decentralized and it's going through a renaissance and it has been through a renaissance in the last five years the last five years of music production and output has been incredible in most genres. And there's even been like resurrections of genres that were, that were distinct, uh, extinct for a long time. Um, I think specifically of like Americana and folk country, all that shit has been fire the past like five real years, country, fucking- not, not that yes. fucking,
1: you know, radio country shit.
2: Exactly. And that has everything to do with the, the, uh, the decentralization of uh, platforms for which artists can get on. There was a new model that was created for artists after 2008 when, you know, when the banking crash happened, a lot of labels got rid of their like mid to lower tier artists. And so even some of those names were, were like Kid Cudi, people like that, that had to go and like figure out an entirely new model. And so they started funding their own stuff and then putting stuff on a Uh, you know what was to become like spotify shit like that and then basically live off of uh instead of living off record sales living off concert tickets and and t-shirt sales and um also at the same time as that was happening technology was becoming cheaper and cheaper so people could make higher quality things at home in their pajamas you know Mm -hmm. so it's like uh music is definitely all you have to do is like put on spotify and let that shit go and it'll it'll Fucking! It'll make playlists of all kinds. Of, I've discovered so much new shit because of, because of Spotify, and it's like. Uh, so, James, what uh, what what type of music do you do? Uh, I, so is it metal? <laughs> yeah, but I
0: very had keen <laughs> observation. Yeah, um,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I I just released my ninth full length album. Uh, <clears throat> it's my band Frectomy's fourth full length. But um, yeah, it's in, in this lineup in particular. We we just recently did our album release show, and it was uh, it was astonishing. I mean, one you could just tell like we didn't have as for Vax cards most other places do around here. Fucking didn't have a mask thing. You could just tell people were so relieved of that. We had like over three hundred people show up, and uh, yeah, it it's really cool, man. Got a great lineup. I I try to put um like a lot of the earlier stuff was really just kind of shock value and just being gross. I, while I still try and, you know, I mean, it's brutal death metal trying to be gross. I still try (laughs) to put a lot of truth telling in it. Like I I put a lot into the lyrics of this album um, and people seem to be into it. Another cool thing that I've noticed just kind of with the turning tides is uh, I really feel like people aren't buying into the woke, woke cancel culture thing anymore. Because especially like metal and hardcore, that was just kind of, I mean, people were in fear of acting any sort of certain way because you could get canceled for anything just within your small like uh, city scene. But I've just never given a fuck and I just do what I do. And people almost seem kind of relieved to see someone doing that. You know, I could tell a couple people were like offended by, you know, our song stomped out by retards. But um, you know they even, <laughs> they laugh at it. I'm not a, a malicious person, you know. I, I'm like a, <laughs> I had given a speech in the middle of it, just saying like, don't let anyone tell you you're anything less than you know amazing. Like you can do fucking anything. Like I'm a very positive, loving person. So and and people people see that, you know. Um. So. Robbing dude,
4: obelisk is dope, dude. Thank you, bro. Thank you. That's yeah, funny. fucking. Yeah. Well, And the head. other
0: thing, too, is
1: originality goes a long way th- th- these days, right, because For so sure. many people want to fit into that cookie cutter that to have somebody that's original, that's unique. I give I respect that, man, because, you know, there's a lot of these these artists that are that they're artists, which is a persona. It's it's an act and it's not who they really are. Whereas when you get the pure artist, you get the best art, man. And it's it's a great combination. I'm
2: sorry, go
3: ahead. I was just gonna say that like I know like my uncle works for EMI and he said his favorite like artists to work with are country and metal. He said rap artists are the worst.
1: Oh well yeah. they never show up on time.
4: <laughs>
3: there, there it is. <laughs>
4: what if they're white rappers, Matt? They're probably very late.
3: they're on turtle time from all (laughs) the.
4: (laughs) that's funny dude no yeah man it is it's a it's an interesting thing and James you had one of the like the hottest takes that I heard on like music in the modern time for like especially an indie band is you're essentially and I thought this was brilliant dude you're essentially a clothing group or your clothing brand that makes music right like you have yeah. to make money off of your merch in order to fucking make a living doing music today
0: yeah you have to tie your art to a tangible product you know because everything else i mean people people can buy a physical copy if they want or buy a download but there's no way you could stop people from stealing it if anything you want them to get it for free just so they find it you know but you you've got to come up with some clever way to <laughs> Yeah. people to give you money but you yeah no, hook them right boom. yeah every band is a clothing line and if they aren't then they're not making money
4: so yeah dude i thought it that is. was fascinating
2: and there's a ton of different ways to do it these days now that you you know the internet is totally blown opportunities wide open there are some other options but yeah merch merch is the biggest way i'm gonna have to get your information dude because uh are you the lead singer of what was the name of that band again
0: so it it's nephrectomy, and the Neprectomy. uh the new yeah the new album is meat, fucking um yeah I'll uh love to get in touch with any of you guys fucking this is hella fun <laughs> yeah yeah man. yeah
2: because I'm i I'm the lead singer of uh, George Orwell the musical we're a, a tech metal band out of a math core band out of uh, Lowell Massachusetts oh now, fuck yeah yeah and we should George do a show Orwell or something fuck yeah we got uh we have a roundtable called Horns Up. A uh, bunch of us metalheads, conspiracy theorists, podcasters—we all hop on. and Fucking, we got one tomorrow. I'll fucking uh, just give me your information. We'll we'll see what's up. Fuck yeah, man! I'm I'm yeah. I'm
4: down. <laughs> yeah, dude. Social media does a big thing for for bands too. I don't know if you guys like seen the gimmicks because like this group that I had heard of. I don't, I haven't even heard any of their music, but I check out their their social media because it's fascinating. It's called Adam and the Metal Hawks. And they just do goofy. It's not even a metal band, I don't think. And I've never even heard one song, but they do covers of other songs. And it's literally two dudes sitting, and they have bowls over their heads, and and they're just playing drums. But the then one dude's playing a guitar, another dude's playing a bass, and they're just fucking around. But there's like little tricks that people can do. I mean, these people have almost a million fucking followers on, and I've like I said, I've never heard one of their songs. I follow them, you know what I mean? Just because it's interesting shit. And I think that, you know, as shitty as social media is, dude, anyone creating art can can uh, or any kind of medium at all can tap into that. And then, like I said, James, that merch thing, like I'm I'm really trying to focus more on merch. It's just tough for me because I'm just like by myself doing all the shit. But yeah, dude, if I could make a shirt or two a month, it'd be really beneficial for me. I just like at this point, I just can't do it right now, but. It's fucking, dude, merch and, and, you know, tangible shit is the way to go. And then people get sucked into your culture and then you can, you know, the sky's the limit from that. Yeah, Ryan, got, we
0: got to do a crossover. Right Ryan, down down.
2: Beautiful, yeah. beautiful merch. Like how, what, what's your process? How do you like make the graphics and then your shirts? I know I, I saw a short video on Instagram, but like you get some great graphics.
4: Oh, thanks, dude. No, I just uh, so I just use Adobe Illustrator. I just think of whatever I can, and then um, I do the screen printing. You know what I mean? So I I wish that I could tell you more of a process. It's just kind of dumb luck, you know what I mean? I'm hoping with like my experience and my experimentation in psychedelics, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna start really taking more mushrooms, and I'm hoping I can get more creative with with some things. Um, that's why I haven't been able to come up with many designs. I've come up with like five that, that I would actually want to do. Um, and I really like the old fashioned, like ironically, this COVID shirt that I just came out with, it's a band modeled t-shirt. It's the COVID world tour with all the different strains as like their tour dates on the back. I actually modeled that after like the Astro World t-shirts from Travis Scott. You know what I mean? Cause it was a really <laughs> controversial shitty thing that happened. And I just took some images and some ideas and put it into one thing. So, you know, when, when stuff like that, real cultural things happen, I can get inspired by things like that. But like that government is the virus thing. That was just something that I that just kind of clicked. And that's like my most popular shirt. And uh, then, the you know, the OG shirt. My dad's a, a badass graphic designer. So I just told him a few things that I wanted. and He threw that together for me. So I didn't make that one um but yeah dude it's it's like i said dude, it's kind of dumb luck at this point but i'm gonna try and really focus on that more um because seeing james again like like i said that really resonated with me with my fucking cte and my the way that my brain operates i forget so much shit that people tell me like and i don't even try to it's like not even me being disrespectful i just forget everything that i fucking hear dude try being Um, a parent ryan yeah. Well, I, I, luckily I just have fur babies. I just have three dogs and that's hard enough,
3: but so, yeah, dude, like,
4: oh man, I forget everything. So, you know, I, I want to focus more on merch and I'll probably forget that tomorrow, but i I'm going to try to, to <laughs> Hey, it's on, it. it's on record here. You just got to listen to this again. You're good. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah, dude. Um, it's uh, it's true though.
0: On, on the note of babies, um, fucking. So I'm actually going to be a father in September, oh shit um, congratulations yeah.
4: thank you congratulations
0: guys. um but i was listening to sgt report and uh have you guys seen that shit about pandemic babies have you guys talked about that or seen it no but i i know that it's probably I've seen a thing. different stuff yeah so i don't know like i mean there's a lot of bullshit on tiktok and whatnot but there are all these like videos of these toddlers i mean like babies like it says they're like weeks old climbing up refrigerators and just like having all this like uh i mean doing these these crazy things they're real videos then you see the videos of babies with fucking black eyes like like
1: oh yeah
0: yeah i i just I, I don't know what to take in it. I mean, obviously, you're not going to see that covered on any mainstream media outlet. But, but I haven't I was just want, wondering if anybody else has seen it, because I'm kind of sitting here like, oh, please, God, I hope vaccine shedding doesn't give me a crazy pandemic, baby.
4: An X-Men,
0: baby. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, well, Kid dude I, was, I like actually. in Claws. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, you went a different way than I thought. I I actually feel like what's you know undeniable is the the idea of you know if the masks aren't gone and all this shit, the idea that the that the child can't be around a ton of people in their earliest developmental stages, right? And seeing the facial expressions, that's something that that I that concerns me. And I don't have kids, but it just concerns me about other people's kids. But that's way fucking cooler if they can have some superpowers and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, you know. Have you guys heard of that shit? Have you heard of the, the climbing up refrigerators
2: and shit?
1: I've seen a couple TikTok videos, but I didn't know if they were real or just, you know, a trend.
2: No, that guy, SGT report guy. He's a, you know, he's he's a strange dude. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, and I um uh, I do videos, I, I do episodes with uh Sophia Smallstorm, and she's kind of giving me some inside stuff on that guy. He's a very weird dude
4: interesting well good to know yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully that shit's not real dude that's crazy yeah dude i'd hate to
1: have a black-eyed baby that was that was like you know as as a parent though you, dude your biggest fear is you know that him just coming out and something's wrong you know you look and when you see that baby for the first time and everything's okay you know for the most part you're you just like whoo and then then all of a sudden you can't believe it's real it's like holy shit man i created that thing like damn it came out of my
4: nutsack <laughs> that's fucking yeah that's wild dude. yeah fuck yeah congratulations james that's fucking yeah, dope, man that's dude. awesome
0: thank you bro it's uh it's it's funny all the all the friends who like always act like it's like you know, oh, I want to live it up. I wouldn't want some crib midget or blah blah. You can tell they're <laughs> a little jealous because it's like, dude, this whole scientism, like liberal bullshit myth of like, oh, I want to live it up in my fifties. No, you're fucking sad. That's sad. You know, yeah. like, like Bill Maher does not look like a happy guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm just happy to be able to procreate while we still fucking can.
1: Yeah, normally, right? And it's not yeah. controlled. You got to wait till your
4: number's called. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel like that's got to be one of the, the the final, like, spiritually fulfilling things that you can do as a human being is create a child, right? There's got to be, like, more than just that, like, before that, but that's got to be one of the, the final fulfilling things that you can do as a human, right? I mean, I, I haven't done it, but do you guys have kids Do Jay and Tyson? You guys don't have kids, do you? I don't know. Oh, Jay, you do?
2: I do, yeah. I have a six-year-old son.
4: Okay. So I guess it's just me and Tyson here that don't have that that aren't expecting. But yeah, no, I just that that's fascinating, dude. Like it's gotta be a crazy experience. And like I said, it's just gotta be super fucking fulfilling. Even if you're terrified when it's coming up, it's just gotta be like you're probably your whole life probably changes in
1: that moment. My, My thing is I can't understand the people whose lives it didn't change
4: you know, oh, like, like the piece of shit parents.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I never understood that because you know, like as soon from the minute my son came out, that's the thing that's in the back of my head, 24 seven, you know, I'm all, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always thinking, okay, is he okay? You know, you know, it's just one of those things that totally changes you because before it was like, and I, I was one who, I, I mean, I'm, I love kids. I love coaching, you know, sports and everything like that. And I love working with young kids. I think they are the, the soul of the earth, you know, before they get too tainted by, by the system. But, uh you know, you, you it's just one of those things you get when that kid comes out, it's like, it's just game changing, but, and, and to not a, you know, I mean, I get it if you're not there and you never show up and you just don't acknowledge it. I mean, I, I guess, I mean that, but, the the guys who are there for the birth and there, and then all of a sudden just jump ship and they're like, Matt, peace out. I'm like, I, I don't get that, man. It's like a P you
4: lose a piece of your soul right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, I, I found, go ahead, Jay.
2: No, I was just going to say, yeah, it fucking changes everything. You know, like uh, if you are, you could totally not accept the responsibility and just keep going and be a piece of shit. But if you do like accepting all that responsibility, it, really drives you to to become better to do better to try to become a better person all that stuff like it's um it is game-changing but it doesn't do it by itself you know like a lot of people expect like this actually kind of happened to me you know when when I had my son I expected all those things to just all of a sudden be a part of my consciousness and my reality but I had to build those things in you know everybody's different uh maybe for a lot of people, there is a switch or they prepare themselves for the switch, but it it happened over, over a certain period of time where I was like, okay, well, I got to make sure we're making enough money. got to make, make sure he's okay. You know, it's like, uh, it spiritually fulfilling. It's like, it's, it's a tough thing to describe, you know, like you have this entire other person to take care of and make sure that they're good and then create a better future. And it's um, it is, man. It's a fucking, it's a mind fuck.
4: And you're doing that <laughs> until you die, right? I mean that that's crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
2: That's- if
4: you're lucky. Well, and you know, I found out something interesting doing the research on Biden. And I mean, he's lost two kids. You know what I mean? I knew that and he the lost Bo. And well, yeah, and the wife. But I mean, you know, who cares? He was going to divorce her anyway. You know what I mean? But I mean, like that—that's a joke. But you know, it's just—it's interesting to to think about losing two children, dudes. And both of his other kids were like all three of his kids were in the, in the car when that happened. So, you know, it's just, it's it's wild dude. And that was six years after he got in the, after they married and then the year that he was put into the Senate. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's a weird fucking thing. And that dude is doing the best he can, I guess. But I mean, that's not much, you know, from what we're seeing right now, but how, how do you operate at that capacity? losing those kids dude without being a little disconnected you know what i mean that's why i think that dude's got a little bit of evil in him to be able to to do that
3: would you say maybe it was a sacrifice that's what i kind of think
4: you know what i mean i i tend to think so because you know the guy that hit the the car um with the full family in there didn't get charged with vehicular manslaughter now yes this was back in the 70s 1972 um but yeah dude it's uh It was weird, you know, just looking into it a little bit. It's it's fucking weird, man. And and supposedly they made it seem like he was going to quit government, you know. But again, getting into government for the first time in the Senate with this fucking family that has a history in government, you know, not a lot of people know that back to like ancient like Renaissance New England or not New England, England, you know, this guy, this guy's family is royalty in the wasp society, dude. So it's just, it's crazy to think about how he was able to operate. You know what I mean? With, with these tragedies going on, um, it's fucking weird, dude. So that's, I don't know. It's kind of a tangent to go on there, but you know, just the idea of, of losing a child is fucking crazy to me, dude. And, and being able to, to operate at that level. Well, yeah, I mean, it, my, I lost uh, one of my buddies in high school. He
1: died in a car accident and, within i think it was three years his dad passed away from a heart yeah, attack oh depres- uh, yeah because yeah. the he, stress he just he just yeah he basically just gave up kind of you know as he lost as soon as his son died lost a ton of weight um and just kind of you know he lost that was his heart and soul and he was like i really have no purpose anymore even though he had a daughter and a wife still losing his son
4: killed him Mm -hmm. well dude that there's a statistic out there and i i always make like you know misogynistic jokes i make offensive jokes clearly that's like half of my show but you know women can last for the rest of their lives if they lose a husband and typically men will die within a few years after they lose their wife, especially the longer they've been married, the, the quicker they're going to pass away. Now, I don't know what that says, but uh, I mean, to me, it does clearly say that women have some stronger mental capacity than men do. You know what I mean? Uh, either that or they just hate the men more, but you know, there's something, <laughs> there's something fascinating about how they can actually operate it like that. Um, but yeah men are men are they seem like pussies dude you know we seem like way way softer than women are at the end of the day
2: well women are just they're emotionally stronger 100 percent. they gotta be dude yeah yeah
1: yeah only thing that know. bleeds for a week and doesn't die
3: yeah dude <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's creepy <laughs> yeah with a little flick you'll go down and like a in a heap
4: yeah it's amazing dude. how that works We know that the men's swimmers are a lot better, especially in Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. The
1: Ivy League. They got some good ones.
4: You got some good tranny swimmers. Transgender. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Ryan. We're PC here. I'm on notice. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: It's a good time to wrap right now. Uh, Let's go around the horn. Uh, Tyson, thank you for joining, man. Tell the people where they can find you.
3: All I have is an Instagram. It's uh, that underscore crazy underscore Canuck, and it's C-A-N-U-K. I just post conspiracy theory stuff, Flat Earth. Lately, I've been looking a lot more up at the sky, so see what I find in that. (laughs) Thanks for having me, eh?
1: All right. Anytime, brother. Jay, how's it going, man? Let them know where they can find you. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it
2: no dude thanks for fucking having me uh this is always a blast uh so it's just how to kill a sacred making that the one-stop shop for everything so easy
1: Dude, it's beautiful having a website i gotta get one that's next on my agenda
2: it's a pain in the ass but it's worth it
1: yeah that's what i was gonna say it's one of those once you get it set up though it should be fine and you, you get it running you're good but yeah the thought of getting it going it's like
4: oh yeah no thanks oh you can stream your 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 show through the through the site
2: um i i maybe i don't um but i put a, a, i put everything up there oh don't you know
4: okay cool i try yeah. to
2: make sure everything's archived but i haven't even thought about streaming from the site i'm gonna look into that that
4: because that was one big thing that i was trying to look into too but yeah i'm gonna check out your site what's what's the site again
2: how to kill a sacred cow.com Yo. All right, I'll check it out. Or
1: Excellent.
4: Ryan, go ahead, push it. Dangerousworldstore.com, dude, check out the fucking t-shirts, okay? New ones. The, New yeah, ones the, are out. The COVID uh world tour, dude, shutting down a city near you. <laughs> um, yeah, fun stuff, man. Uh that was a lot of fun printing that. And uh of course, the Patreon, patreon.com/dangerousworldpodcast. The YouTube, as Matt so kindly reminded me last time we all spoke, because no one fucking subscribes to YouTube. <laughs> oh, I don't know dude. why. It's insane, dude. I have the same amount of, of uh, reviews on my podcast on Apple as I do YouTube subscribers. I don't know how that works out, but it's just, yeah, I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, just uh, you can find me anywhere uh, that podcasts are listened to. That's it. Excellent. And James, thanks
0: for joining, Ooh. brother.
1: Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for having me on guys. Hope to, uh, be making more appearances. Fucking, uh, you guys can find my personal Instagram at El Chapo Gonzo. And then my band is nephrectomy. Uh, it's a surgical procedure removing the kidney, uh, new album meat. You can find anywhere. Um, and yeah, just nephrectomy official on Instagram fucking uh, hit me up.
1: Excellent dude. Thanks for joining. You can find all my stuff at uh, The Great Deception, whether it's uh, if you're looking for podcasts, Instagram, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey. It's all out there. Go find it. Uh, And that's where you'll find this, Monday Night Master Debaters. And with that, stay strong, question everything.